0: Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio, where we help everyday people like yourself to become fitter, stronger, faster, well-rounded, and fulfilled athletes. Through the lessons, failures, and success we have achieved over the past 10 years on our journey as CrossFit Games athletes, and now coaches. Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio. I'm your host, Zach Nothing, and we have Cullen Gifford, the G-Wizzy, here with me again. Hello, everyone. Today we're going to be talking about how to use your class programming, to the same program as either a competitor or for general health and fitness. GPP. GPP, we refer to that. And so when we're talking about GPP, um, we're talking about general physical preparedness. Um, And so that's what your normal, let's call yourself a normal everyday person who just wants to be fit and healthy. Is that how you would kind of clarify it?
1: Yep. 100% 100% just an, uh, an everyday Joe.
0: Yes, and that's not a bad thing. Like you're just looking to use CrossFit as your methodology to be fit, healthy, happy, look good. Sustainable lifestyle. Yep. And then we've got those of you that are more interested in the uh, competing or anybody, and now we mean that at any level, whether that be. Uh, your weekend warrior, so doing just the local comps around town, um, whether that be as a beginner, scaled, intermediate athlete, RX athlete, elite, um, or someone who maybe you don't actually want to compete, but you are in the pursuit of being RX. Mm. And so we've got the two different categories like people who are just here to get a good workout in, and then people who are looking to upskill, master themselves, get significantly fitter in the, in the pursuit of uh, competing now some of the common uh, struggles that come across see uh, mm. in the gym um, and so you can use our gym we can use the gyms that we program for yep. uh, what do you feel like some of the things that people struggle with when they see the
1: the crossfit program or the class program I think the first thing is intimidation Mm -hmm. um they look at it and they see a lot of things because our programming our program generally is quite a lot of things within the hour Mm -hmm. um so they look at that and they think that's a lot of things it's too hard i can't do that so intimidation yep um obviously a lot of people when they come into the gym for the first time or they're really new to this style and type of training uh, injuries is a concern Mm -hmm. getting injured yep and i think Maybe not to begin with, but as people come a little bit more, they start to get a little bit worried about not finishing workouts or finishing last in workouts and getting sure. time capped or being the last person working on the floor, which can be intimidating. I mean, I still don't like that either, personally. So <laughs> Nobody
0: nobody likes having a whole class of people around you no. giving you the, the chair on and gathered around. Not at like, all. That's a pack of vultures. That's enough motivation to hurry up and finish the workout, though, I suppose. (laughs) And so I suppose that's why it uh, does work. Yeah. Um, And then, okay, so So those would be the main ones. Those uh, are the main ones for people who are just general population, want to have a good workout, Mm -hmm. want to be in good shape. And then you've got the competitors. And so, what are the common struggles um, or concerns of someone who's a competitor
1: um, and they're worried about not getting enough from a class program? Yeah well I think that's number one I think uh, I mean and this is the way I used to think as well um, back in the early days was I wouldn't do class because I didn't think it was enough Mm. to get me better or to get me where I wanted to be Mm -hmm. so not getting enough volume not getting enough load not getting enough intensity within that class um, and variance in the programming I would say would be the main um, concerns that I would put in that bubble there Yep. And is that something that's changed
0: as far as like your your mind on that sort of belief? Yes, hundred percent. Okay,
1: cool. For a number of reasons, some personal and some like from a some personal in regards to me being a class athlete. I use quotation marks and um, person within the class, but also from a programmer perspective perspective and standpoint as well. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, let's start with the competitors then. And so um, one of the things that you uh, said at the start was that you competitors think that they're not getting enough volume Mm. Um, and so let's start with that how if you were a competitor and you're looking at the class program you want to be better maybe you're an intermediate level maybe a scale level you're looking to get to that rx level
1: or above Mm -hmm. how do you approach your training as a whole I, i this is me right now so i can literally um talk on this from a personal standpoint uh i Every time I go into class, regardless of how I'm feeling or what the workout is and what the programming is, I aim to make the most of every single piece that I've got on the board. So if it's today's programming was 10 rounds of seven strict handstand push-ups and some crossover skips, um, I'm not very good at the crossover skips so I spent a bit of time practising those, mm-hmm. no matter how many times I tripped I was still working away at them. Um, and my handstand push-ups, push up, so I get on the wall, I make sure they're perfect and I do them unbroken every time. And then in the workout, I bump the load up a little bit and I push every round as hard as I possibly can. Okay, so let's talk about um, the quality then. Okay, so you're you're not just showing up
0: and doing volume for the sake of volume. Nope. Um, you're showing up and you're doing the class program, yes. but you're executing to... High A- absolute intensity, maximum intensity, that you've and got level. Yep.
1: as much as you possibly can. Yeah, and it's not much. It's we. I mean, most of our class programs are two pieces per session, and that's the general CrossFit kind of programming for most affiliates. Strength and condition, yeah, or yep. skill and condition, or something like that. Um, I just make sure that those two pieces. I, if I don't want to, I don't need to do any more for the rest of the day. I've put everything I mm. can into those two pieces, and I know for me right now, I'm still progressing in a, a not a, a it's not a steep line, but it's a linear progression of me getting slowly better and better each day.
0: And that's an impressive considering you've been doing this for over ten years. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so you're, you're I progress- was really really shit for about four years,
0: so. <laughs> but you're still progressing. <laughs> um, okay, and so you've got the the way that you implement the program, let's say you're a scaled athlete um, or intermediate athlete, you don't have all the skills yet, you want to get the skills, Mm -hmm. you come to four or five classes a week, Uh, you might only be getting exposure to say handstand walking once a fortnight. Uh, What do you do? How do you approach it? What's your thought process?
1: Um, I think for the person you've just mentioned there, I think it's about showing up. I think the more you turn up to classes consistently mm-hmm. um, four or five times a week and it's uh, for someone new it's not going to happen straight away you'll get some really good beginner gains because you are new and you're adapting really fast to new stimulus but I think in the sport in regards to pushing in workouts um, you know running 400 metres or 600 metres or holding on to war balls or holding on to the rig you only know what you're capable of by doing that stuff. And you only get to do that stuff if you're consistent in turning up to class. Now a lot mm-hmm. of people, especially when they come in, they they might do two or three classes a week, maybe last for six weeks, perhaps I don't know. I'm just it's just a generalization and go, This is too hard. Um I can't do this. I'm not finishing in the caps. I'm not getting any better. I don't even know how to pace a workout. But that stuff takes time um, mm. and consistency over time.
0: So I'm still but what about like the competitors so that we're still talking about competitors so we're we'll talking about competitors who they want to compete but they're a scale level competitor ah uh, right yes gotcha um and how how did they approach like their skill development
1: ah uh, yes good good point sorry skipped a beat there um for those guys it's a matter of when it comes to skill development in a class um that i previously mentioned it's about slowing down and working through that stuff at a pace that allows you to develop the skills rather than being a competitor or an rx guy going i want to do this as quickly as i can that's about focusing on the movement and making the movement as um good as you can possibly as as you can get it during Mm -hmm. the class now if you don't have time to do that and the class doesn't allow it then for you it might be working on a few bits and pieces outside of class with some extra accessory work to mm-hmm. help that skill development along. Yeah. Sorry, I hope that answered the question. I completely yeah. skipped it.
0: No, 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 that makes sense. And so like for someone, let's so say we'll just use handstand walking as the example. Yes. Um and the same applies to pretty much any skill. Um, a lot of the time when people when you think extra work or extra program, they think that it's gonna be like that, they have to spend an hour doing mm. it or on top of, on top of their, their training program. Um, but would you agree that people can get really, really good results in, say,
1: 15 minutes of skilled work yep. once, twice, three times a week if it was done consistently? Yeah, 100%. If it's done consistently and you focus on that session. Like if you if you spend 15 minutes of concentrated work where you're actually thinking about the process of every single movement that you're doing within that session, 100%. So That's, once once again, quality yep. like focus. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, and so that's something that I see quite a bit when people are um, wanting to improve a skill and they're not following anything structured is they'll come in one day and they're like, I'm going to do some work on my handstands. Mm-hmm. And there's so much time, A, try to figure out what to do, mm-hmm. uh, then B, Fucking around, yeah. <laughs> like <100%. laughs> we're talking, and or maybe they're sitting on their phone in between sets yeah. or whatever it is, but like not actually mm. doing the work. Yeah. Um. And so, tips for people to be present in like their skill development, um, and sort of like accessory work. Tips for that? Yeah. What would you say? Like, if you saw someone and they were like. Not making progress. They were doing a little bit of accessory work, but they weren't implementing it the way that you think they should or could.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. F- first of all, have a plan or get a plan. So have something structured to have something structured yeah, to have follow. Structured yeah, to step follow. One. Uh, and then, I mean, if you if you're going to do that and you're going to come into the gym early, you might as well make the most of that time. So you mm-hmm. can put all that all the other stuff away. So focus. Come and write down what you got to do. Warm up. Get to it. Yeah. And, and if you give yourself 15 minutes to get it done and you've go, only got this amount of time to get this done you'll get it done yeah and so sometimes it's as simple as like writing it down on a piece of paper rather than having it on your phone yep. so
0: that you're not distracted by a text message or a Facebook message Instagram notification or something that yeah. goes oh well maybe I'll go sit on Instagram oh, for two minutes scroll real quick yeah and so simple things like that big difference yeah. um you mentioned the time like setting a, a restricted time frame yeah. and so that would be okay class is starting at four thirty. i arrive at the gym at four fifteen. Yeah. i need to get in be warmed up that's five minutes for a warm-up that's 10 minutes of accessory work bang and like if you did that three times a week i guarantee oh, my life that you would be significantly better yeah. in six to 12 weeks yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll use me as an example again real quick, Um, that's pretty much what I'm doing at the moment, I go out on the floor at about 20 past 11 which gives me 40 minutes before class to do a little bit of extra work on top of class and I've only got that time so I'll do a real quick warm up but something that will get me super super gassed and then one piece before class Mm. whether it be a skill piece or some squats or something like that and I've only got that time I can't go into class because class starts at 12 so I've only got that time so my phone goes away generally Um, if I can get the others that I'm training with on track which is sometimes easier said than done um, then that stuff will all get done in that uh, 40 minute block that I have which yep. becomes 15 after I've done a, or 20 after I've done a warm up and sometimes generally I'll have a little bit of extra time to do something On top of that If I've been real focused So it can be done
0: Yeah definitely can be done Um, Other things that have Helped me in the past Like setting up EMOMs Mm. uh, Every 90 seconds Every 2 minutes Anything along those lines um, Where you've got Your set amount of work That needs to be done Inside a certain time frame And it just holds you Accountable to Literally not fucking around Yeah for sure Um, And so little Little strategies like that Can make a big difference And then Okay so We've got scouted intermediate athlete They work Full time job Um, They Okay they've got Their They're starting to come to class now and they're hitting each workout with really good intent Mm -hmm. Uh, a couple times a week they're doing dedicated skill work once again with focus Mm -hmm. okay so they're on the most part they're doing really good work inside the gym and that's not a huge amount of extra on top of the uh, class program Um, how else can these guys look at their life um, and make improvements as a competitor without having to go and train in the corner by themselves and follow Mm.
1: a special program? Um, Stuff outside of training. So uh, we talked about this a little bit before recovery, um, and we've talked about this on numerous podcasts as well. Recovery, so doing everything they can in regards to that. So that's um, hot, cold therapy, ice baths, Extra stretch, us extra stretching, extra stretching and mobility sessions on top of that. Um, Their sleep, making sure they're getting eight hours a night or pretty close to it. Nutrition, um, doing some base building. So uh, that can be base building in any. It can be strength based building. It can be conditioning base building. I.e., going for um, some long, slow zone two kind of uh, endurance work or duration work uh, where you're out running or on a bike or doing something like that. Um, And also if you have access to home gym equipment There's always extra stuff you can do at home A lot of people aren't fortunate to have a whole heap of gear But you don't need a whole heap of gear If you've got some dumbbells and some bands um, Huge amounts you can do Yeah, heaps of stuff you can do And so like we do talk about this a lot on the podcast And so it's the
0: the other factors which are going to influence your training And so for example, you you said you turn up every day and You try to work your ass off in the hour that you're given for class. Um, So you're going for quality. If you don't have your nutrition on track, if you didn't have sleep on track, if you didn't have any form of recovery going, you wouldn't physically be able to do that. You wouldn't physically be able to get that high quality training done mm. but it's because you do the work in the 23 hours a day 22 hours a day that you're not in the gym mm. that you're able to to do that you're not getting pissed on the weekends you're eating well uh for 99 percent of your meals or mm. majority of your meals at least 80 percent of the time let's say okay. um you have you rest you have rest days now Big, big time. I do have rest days. <laughs> yeah, I have r- to. Rest days. <laughs> yeah, two, um, two a week for me. And then occasionally you hit some small home gym workouts, right? Yeah. Um, if needed. Yeah. And so it's it's big picture, and what what the point is that we're getting across is you got the class program. It's an excellent foundation. From that, you're going to have some specific needs that you might need to work on. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to be some sort of accessory program, skill development, whether that be Uh, Gymnastic skill development, weightlifting skill development or raw strength development and then you've got the 22 hours a day that you're not in the gym Mm -hmm. that you can be optimising your life in order to be able to perform at a high level when you are in the gym and so it's really just utilisation of your time significantly better than what you currently are, not uh, following some magic programme which includes four hours a day of uh, training volume. Now don't get me wrong, if you were a full-time athlete and you had the ability to do that, then that could be an effective method for you. Yes. And there are some people that are on that pursuit, but for 99% of people, yeah. I would say that feasible. it's just, you, you've got a job, you've got to go work, you've yeah. got, got, got to pay them bills. Pay them bills. And so you've got to use your time in the gym wisely. Okay, so let's flip it across now. Um, let's talk to the general population—the people yes. that they want to look good, they want to feel good, they don't want to be in pain twenty-four-seven. Um, they want to be—they want to feel healthy, um, they want to feel fit. How do you recommend that these people approach their training, their CrossFit training, um, class programming, mm-hmm. so that they would be in exactly the same class as Mister um, Competitor? but approaching it in a manner that allows them to feel good, look good, everything I explained before.
1: Yeah, well, this, this was me last year, so this is a bit of a flip on where I'm at now. Um, last year I had no aspirations to be on the floor or do anything com- competition-wise. Class was literally an hour for me to come in and move and get fit and feel healthy and just essentially get a good workout And Now, one thing I've always um, said with the Renegade program is regardless of where you're at, whether you're a scaled uh, member or a newbie, or an RX competitor, our programming will make sure that you are working f- pretty much for the entire hour. Mm. So I, I I can, as a GPP member, which was me last year, turn up to class knowing that if I scale properly and my coaches help me, which they don't need to because I'm a coach myself, but if they help me enough, I know I'm still gonna get a pretty good workout in for that hour regardless of how much I'm scaling movements and changing bits and pieces to get my workout in for that hour. Yeah. So um, you know, my advice in that regard would be do what you want to do within that hour um, in regards to the program. I'm not saying go in and do what you want to do for the hour, but if for me last year, if it was handstand push-ups and I didn't want to get upside down, I had a bit of a bad neck, I would do push-ups. Um, if it was the burpee box jump overs, yeah, I, I right? might just do burpees. So, mm-hmm. And I would do that pretty much every day. There was very, very seldom classes last year where I'd do the prescribed weight. Um, Mm -hmm. or the prescribed reps on the rig because I knew that wasn't where I was at at the time and I didn't care. I just wanted to get in and do a good workout. Yeah,
0: so what you're saying is that you know yourself well and so you're a little bit more experienced than probably most people and so that means that uh, you're able to make good decisions about Mm. what you're doing and you can modify the program and personalise the program for yourself. Yes. Now, for those of you that aren't at that knowledge about yourself, this is what your coaches are there for. 100%. And so as a coach, um, and I know that every single coach that stands in front of a CrossFit class cares, but it's whether they've um, managed to articulate what you should be doing or how you should be approaching the workout well enough for you to understand. It's very rare that's from lack of trying. It's, it's usually that they just haven't got the point across well enough. Mm. And so... You, as the, as the member, uh, you've got part of the responsibility to ask the appropriate questions. The amount of times that I've been in a class, a coach in a class, and said, does anybody have any questions? <laughs> and then nobody raises their hands. But they have got heaps of but questions. But they have heaps of questions is, is mind-boggling. But... And saying that, hey, maybe you don't feel comfortable talking in front of a group. Or you might think it's a stupid question mm. or something. And so in that instance, go pull up the coach when gear's been set up and say, hey coach, how do you think I approach this workout? Mm. How do you think I scale this workout? What are your thoughts on the weight that I choose for this workout? Do you think that doing 10 chest of bar pull-ups each round is too much for me? I think I could maybe hold on for six. What do you think? And so... Through those conversations with your coach, uh, that are really quick transactional uh, conversations, mm. as coaches yeah, 100%. Um, who coach you pretty much every day, we we know you pretty well. We get to know you pretty well, or we can ask uh, some pretty simple questions to be able to get to that point. Yep. And so it's it's our job. It's literally what you bloody pay for. Yep. So ask the questions. Hundred okay? percent. And because then you're going to get to know yourself a lot better. You're going to be able to start over time you'll get to the point where you'll have Cullum's knowledge and self-awareness about what you're capable of what your your body's capable of on any given day um because that changes as well like what you're capable of is all relative to what everything else that you've done during the week and so on Monday you might be great for three muscle-ups but come Thursday or Friday (laughs) you're cooked and you no longer got those three muscle-ups in that early in that early phase yeah and so that's going to own that knowledge is going to come from time, and so I can't emphasize enough that if your coach, if you haven't understood what your coach is trying to get across, or your coach hasn't told you what uh, the stimulus is, how you should approach it, that type of thing, ask the questions. Go ask the questions, um, and get get an idea of what you could be doing for what you're trying to achieve on on that day. Yep. Um, and so that also means being coachable. And so the, the flip side of that is for those of you who are out there that maybe coach sees do something um, and they give you a recommendation maybe when you haven't asked um, then that you actually listen and take it on board and go okay yeah cool they've got my best interests at heart they, they know what is probably best for me mm-hmm.
1: and then uh, leaving the old uh, uh, ego at the door. Now I just want to talk about this one real quick sounds yeah. super cliche and it's probably been said well it's been said what well, you that that phrase has been yep. slammed to the ground but it is still appropriate to this day mm. for the type of training that we do and the yes. type of members that we have in class yeah
0: and so this is particularly um important for ex-athletes so uh sorry ex-competitors um is a quite a big one like uh so for myself for example yep. um, coming in in class expectation on yourself that you should be able to uh, use that word should in like uh, asterisks um, should be able to do something, should be able to lift a certain weight um, that type of thing And so you push yourself to do it and then you end up going way too heavy, way Mm. too hard, put yourself at risk of injury or you um, completely misjudge the workout because you went too heavy in it trying to go RX and you know that the reason you come to class now is because you want to be fit and healthy and just look good, feel good but your actions don't align with that because you're constantly still trying to be the tough guy. Mm. Um, That's a real big one.
1: Um, I find it interesting, you know, that we... You know, have scaled lower level RX athletes that come in and have big egos and they're the type of people you would say, let's leave your ego at the door today. But we as former high level competitors still do the same fucking thing. (laughs) Well, I can't remember I was having a conversation with um, about
0: uh, high risk of injury. Um, I think it was actually Heath after his uh, Christmas holiday. He went away for a good four weeks, didn't do bugger all training. Um, And... Sometimes it, it could be ego, or it could just be uh, ignorance, ignorance, or just not not ignorance. awareness, yeah. uh, not having the self awareness. But it's you think that you're still capable of doing something even after a break, and physically you can do it for the most part, mm. but you don't recover from it. And so, let's just use Karen for an example. Like Heath probably could have done prior to Christmas, could have done Karen unbroken, mm-hmm. and. Uh, 150 warbles um, And not really thought much about it And done it in about 5 minutes yep. Pretty comfortably And then he comes back from holiday He probably has the mental toughness The mental fortitude to be able to do it Do it again But then he doesn't have the ability to recover from it um, And that's where the injuries start to come from yep. And um, maybe not from that particular workout But the general idea Yeah, So for sure. it's uh, ex-athletes Big big one on that So yep. knowing where you're at at that uh, point in your journey um. But there's a few things to consider there. So you've also got um, the people who, as you saying, are oh, intimidated by workouts. I think we touched on this. Mm. Um, and you said, like, kind of come in and do what you feel like on, on that day. Yep. Um, and it doesn't mean changing the workout completely, but, like, as you said, um, it might mean that you don't get on the rig some days. Yep. Um, it might mean that uh, if your knees are bad, that you're not jumping as much. Mm. Um, and you're just, you're, taking a little bit of ownership and not feeling like you're cheating by not following the program word for word Mm. it's the way that I try to um explain coaching to our coaches um is that it's personal training in a group environment which means that every single person that is in that class should be doing the optimal workout based on what their goal is and Sometimes you're able to do that as a coach, uh, where you're able to go in and help them personalize every single element. Other times, the it's a little bit of onus is on the on the member, on you, the client, the the athlete, to take a little bit of ownership and go, okay, yeah, today I'm I'm going to scale this back and to get the right stimulus. Mm. And if all else fails and you're intimidated by the workouts, just sandbag it and just don't try hard, don't try Um, at all, just go through the motions (laughs) because then that's the easiest way to. not uh hurt yourself. Hey, we've all been there. Yeah. And just skip reps and then you'll just be problem solved. Yeah. I'm joking, don't do that. Don't do that. No. It's the difference between skipping reps and scaling. Yeah. You skip reps for ego and for winning you scale for the smartest. Yep. Uh, but we've covered some points there for your team, so you should have a pretty good understanding about how you can take what we've just given you um, and apply it to yourself. Um, whether that be you're a competitor um, wanting to level up, get to that from beginner and scale level to the intermediate RX and above, um, or you're part of the general population, you want to just look good, feel good, um, and just have general health and fitness. Yep. A few different ways that you can approach your training using the same program, uh, no matter who you are, where you are, Um, and whether this be for um, our program in the Renegade Gym, or whether it be uh, at any other gym that follows any other program, the same principles apply. And so it's about taking ownership um, of your journey and applying it in a way that's going to work for you. Figuring it out for you. Thank you very much, team. I hope you all have a lovely day, and we'll talk again soon. Cheers, team. If you enjoy our content that we're providing, please like and share with your fellow gym goers. Leave us a review and please take a screenshot and chuck it up on social media. We really want to get the word out so we can continue to help everyday people become high performers.